boners. Welcome back. That, that was a long week. I don't know how it felt for you. Uh, man, it just really flew by. Boners. <laughs> okay, now you, you you forced my hand in that one. I have to put this boner well, in. Well, you do realize I have to put I have to put the last boner in to make this boner make and sense. And you remember last week when you made that uh, that comment that we didn't have any penis jokes, so you wouldn't have to put the explicit tag on it. We said fuck uh, like a lot though. Yeah, I guess I don't know what the rules are. I don't either. I, my own sensibility is I am not I, I am not fussed over curse words at all but i guess the world doesn't go off of my sensibility so yeah i good think point. it's probably safer just to throw the explicit tag on there regardless i mean it was labeled explicit a week ago i realized that a week about ago about a week ago sorry uh, don't do that again if it wasn't obvious enough we've recorded this in the last podcast at the same time we're we're going one after another because i'm going on vacation wait, are you are you from <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Cool. This is convenience. And also, we just didn't want to stop talking. Yes. So. I think we've explained it enough. Welcome to the Banter Book Club. My name's Taylor. And my name is also Taylor. <laughs> no, that's John. He's a liar. My name is Liar. He's drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm John. But we're back. For an <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> uh, that's not my name. We're back for another episode. The last one we spent talking about characters, and it was a little all over the place, but it was good. Yes. Introducing people that are very important and their intricacies. Actually, thinking about it now, we didn't talk about Denna very much, even though yeah. that was the episode about we girls. I feel like this particular episode is going to focus heavily on both and Denna's relationship, because they're going to be spending quite a bit of time together basically the the major plot point of the like the latter half of the, the latter book. half of the book the the, the the climax that was the the literary term i was looking for not the sexual term yeah i'm looking at the the plot to the name of the wind on wikipedia and the last episode that we were talking about all those introductions to characters that gets covered in half of a sentence Though he does very well in other fields of study, advancing extremely fast in academic degrees and gaining some loyal friends. That's All it. All credit to Wikipedia for, for that. <laughs> we love what you do. Please don't sue us. Both buys a loot uh, despite his poverty <laughs> and performs brilliantly at a famous musical tavern to earn money, where he also befriends Denna again. Man, this is that is brief. But not untrue. But not untrue. So, yeah, what happens after... So we've we've been fully introduced to all of the relevant characters. I don't think there's anybody new coming up, right? In book one. New major characters? No. I'm pretty sure we've, we've hit all of them at this point for book one. So he's successfully but strugglingly continuing his education in the Arcanum. He is doing his best to court Denna while still denying his love for her. Yep. He is successfully building relationships with his best friends, namely Willem, Sim, Manette too. 
Minette's a pretty big part. Yeah, but Will and Sim are, are and Kvoth are, they're like the trio. They're peers. They're the, they're the friend group. Yes. Minette is a, a good acquaintance. Yeah, we'll get more. Yeah, he's got some cool moments too, but that's book two. But so he's successfully living his life. The person that he wanted to be as he was growing up, the person that he, uh, he, he left behind the streets of Tarbian to become the quoth that he is today. And he is, he is that person. He is becoming the man that we know from legend. And then he hears a, a report. He's like in a tavern. I think this is when, after the debacle with Ambrose, another one where uh, he actually both pairs with Threp and they come up with a catchy song called Jackass Jackass. Well, actually, you mentioned that, that you love that I, song. I just like the, there are certain parts in it's there. It's just funny you, that <laughs> the, the parody is, is funny to me. A, a, a donkey that wants to be in our cans. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, writes the song. Both gets brought up on the horns again. And uh, Ambrose accuses him of, I don't know, some charge that's pretty severe sounding. And the song doesn't say Ambrose Jackass. It says Jackass Jackass. And they talk about a donkey. And so it he's not ambrose isn't wrong he it is about him but there's not a direct thing like this is about ambrose jackass so when he does accuse him of doing it he gets brought on the horns he doesn't get the full punishment but quoth is forced to write a public letter of apology to ambrose about the song in response he does the thing that will eventually get him put on a list to be assassinated essentially Quoth thinks that's what makes ambrose want to kill him <laughs> yeah uh, and now i'm uh sorry i i i found a line <laughs> from it oh yeah and, go for it i was gonna ask you earlier Eladin but... singing it too which is uh, another uh, he's a well-bred ass you can see it in his stride and for a copper penny he will let you take a ride <laughs> it's so yeah. obvious and, it... and just so like straightforward but it's just so good yeah, this, that moment is definitely one of the reasons why uh, Elodin is one of my favorite characters because he's he's openly laughing at Ambrose throughout that entire visit, yeah. throughout that entire engagement. I think it's it's even the Chancellor starts reading out lines from it. Do you have a pizzle uh, inclined to fizzle? <laughs> and Ambrose says no. Are you... A donkey. No. Yeah. And I don't see why we're here. <laughs> yeah, and Elodin is laughing at the whole situation. It's great. Yeah, and he's outright singing the song as Ambrose leaves, as he's striding away. You can see it in his stride. For a copper, you can take a ride. He's a well-bred ass. <laughs> so yes, that is what Kvoth attributes to Ambrose eventually trying to have him killed. Mm -hmm. But more immediately, Ambrose goes out and buys or he, uh, he gives, influences people yeah. to buy all of the inns and taverns in Imre to prevent Foth from having a, cent, a source of income. Like, you can't, like, he just buys them all up or gets other people to buy them up and says, you're one 
imperative is to not let this kid play. Yeah, so it was actually all the it was all the inns and taverns on the university side of the river where Quoth would be able to get rooms and to stay. So he okay. specifically first gives money to like a friend or something to have that friend buy the horse and four. Yep, where he was where currently he was. employed, and then he paid off all the rest of them to. If hey, if a red-haired kid comes in here who can play a lute really well wanting a job yeah, say, say no. no so he ends up at anchors which is like the bottom of the barrel type place that is you know happy being more or less happy being the uh the, the cheap place <clears throat> yeah it's not it's not seedy no. it's earthy yes Th you know, that, that is good the, descriptors it's where uh real americans would go <laughs> <laughs> it's where you could uh Go down, have a have a Budweiser with your sister, and no one would look at you <laughs> twice. <laughs> if you finish up a day on the field and you don't mind sitting next to some Fruit Loops, Fruit Loops, oh my god! But yeah, Anchor is a is a good guy. We actually don't hear much from him uh, in general, but that first interaction is great. He's like, yeah, I don't give a yeah, shit give a what fuck they think about anyone else. Man, I'll hire you. Just because of fuck them, that's what <laughs> yeah. I say. Yeah. He's like, all right, I like you. Yeah, I'll play for you, even though it's for less money than I was making, and uh, it's not. There's less potential for me to find a patron here, but he gets what he needs. I love it. He gets. Yeah, let's he gets do meals, it. Meals. He gets a place to stay and a place to play music. He gets what he needs out of it, even if it's still great. Yeah, still even great. if it's not the life of luxury that he had when he was at the course before, although it was a rather brief time. So the the next plot point that I wanted to talk about was him hearing about the Mothin Farm attack, like the next the next attack by the Chandrian. But I'm trying to think of where he was and why he was there when he heard so that news. It was after the attempt on his life he put some of his blood in like bottles uh -huh. so he like spent the night at the house of the wind more or less he put his blood on leaves to have it like get you know swirled around there but he yep. then also put some uh, some of his blood on like a leaf or something in a bottle and sent it down the river so he was out by the river and he went into like a, a, a dockside okay. type uh, tavern there and he was getting like breakfast and he overheard some people talking about it okay that's good yeah cause I couldn't remember the setting it seemed like I would have remembered where or why that uh, was happening uh, yeah so he gets news he hears some people at another table or maybe further down on the bar talking about I think the blue flame part is the thing that, that catches him most right yes <clears throat> here's reports of blue fire and a whole bunch of murder it says it was like a massacre i think like th i think he said that they were all gutted like pigs like 30 people were gutted like pigs and there was uh blue flame everywhere so quoth knew exactly what that was does a terrible job of trying to get some more information out of that yeah, guy he rolled, a, he rolled out of those one people. On that one. and i i actually also thought of that in that encounter in, as a, a D, D thing like he went up and 
went with deception. Like, why go with deception? Why not just be honest with those people? Uh, uh, like, he, he immediately maybe. walks up and is, and is kind of slimy. He calls them gentlemen when they're, you know, the same, it's like, people of the earth. Like, there's, these are not people that you call gentlemen. This is, they're fellas. Maybe, uh... And he, he criticizes himself as soon as he says it. It's like, I should have gone with fellas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, he gets the news. He hears the news. Yeah, fails his deception. They call him out for it, but they give him at least enough information that it's uh, where it is, the Mothin Farm. It's And then um, he talks to... Um, the innkeeper, like the woman behind the woman behind the bar, finds out it's seventy miles away. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's early morning, but so he knows he can get there that day. It's like a thing that happened last night. I can get there today and find out some real information about the Chandri, and I've finally been. Uh, I've had no luck finding any information about the Chandrian. Uh, and I might actually get some now. So he goes to Imre to see his favorite uh, moneylender. Yep. Makes a, uh, makes a stop in at Devi's. And again, she does her, oh, you just here for, for business or pleasure? Mm hmm. Although he part, doesn't of, get well, it. part of me it always kind right of. Right over thought, his head. Like that. And I think she even says that that is more of a tactic than an actual interest like offer yeah, right I like see, it's I it's see. meant to you get somebody off there especially off their... men it's meant to get to to take their attention away from i see but anyway okay that makes a lot of sense so he and then when she gives him uh, quite the look when he wants to uh borrow 20 talents yeah he starts with i'm going out of town and now I need a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not just going to give you a bunch of money when you say you're leaving. That's the stupidest thing you've ever said. Yeah, you're, you're shooting <clears throat> but, yourself in the foot here, bud. Uh... He uh, he actually has some collateral yep. uh, and information. He actually, this is, he, this is the first time where he leans on... He hasn't found his way into the archive yet, but he leans on the fact that he... He knows there is a way in. Yeah. He talked to Minette. He asked Minette about, he's like, you know everything. You're the eternal Illyr. You've been here forever. <laughs> if you had to get into the archives, could you? And Minette says, yes. So right there, Quoth says, like, all right, there's a way in. I'm going to find it. Just knowing that there's a way in. So he uses that as the collateral. He can't use his lamp that he made in the fishery because that's... Uh, uh, a thief would do way too much stuff with that. Kilvin says, no, you can't. You can never let that out of your um, possession because the wrong people will get it. Yeah, didn't it. he even uh, chastise him when he left it behind in the in the fire? Oh, so the, yeah, the fire happens. He does, but it's act it ends up being a playful thing. Like, you just saved so many right, lives. Right. You sa directly saved Fella's life. But yeah, he does rib him about yeah. <laughs> it when uh, when when Kilvin's high off painkillers, yeah. uh, and also yeah, he wasn't wearing shoes. His shoes got destroyed in the fire too. He's like, so you, the lamp. Here's the lamp. I told you not to get rid of, and now you're in the fishery without shoes on. What's wrong with you? I'm kidding, of course. 
in in seal dish we joke like this <laughs> yeah so he, he has just barely enough uh, collateral, collateral yeah. or information just just the thought of you might find a way in is enough of a temptation for Devi to lend him 20 on talents on top of his, which, loot, his talent pipes oh uh, true and yeah, there. Yeah, it, that, that, it's pretty much that. There was some other collateral. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah. that. But, but mostly, as far as she's concerned, I think most of it was was leaning yes. on the yes. on that information. Um, <clears throat> so he gets the twenty talents. He goes to. Um, I don't even know what is it. Farrier. Uh, a farrier. A horse. A farrier guy. is someone who shoes horses. A boat person. Yes, you're right. Uh, but either way, it's a it's a, a horse seller. What do you what do you want to call him? A guy that sells yeah, horses. Yeah, a stable master. He goes to a horse guy. He's like, hey guy, yeah, I need a horse. He's like, yeah, I got a horse guy. God damn, just quote laid on thick to that guy. Oh yeah, he's just like trying to cut right to the chase and yeah. ends up haggling anyway think... because the guy just can't so... not haggle apparently. He tells he tells the guy who's selling the horses that I need a horse in ten minutes or I'm leaving. I'm buying a horse and I'm gonna be gone in ten minutes, or yeah, or I'm 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 gonna be gone in ten minutes either way. Either I buy a horse or I don't. Don't fuck with me. And the guy says, "Okay, here's a good horse, and it's a r- average horse." And Quoth is like, "I swear to God, if you don't cut to the chase and show me a real horse." And I, if I, I have to be somewhere later today. If I am not there, I will walk back here, burn your house to the ground, and kill you and your family when you come out of the fire. It's like, holy yeah, shit. Like, I feel was... like there's definitely times when Quoth does things like this, like goes super dark. And, and it, I think it's, it's intended that it's meant to be like theatric but it really doesn't seem it seems like this is this is like the real deep darkness the deepness as it were throwing it back yeah. and coming out of both and like and really showing the depth of his dark side yeah <clears throat> when it actually comes down to it like when his back's up against the wall his honest reaction is not the reaction of a hero like he says in in this book too, is like I would have killed a dozen horses if it would have actually gotten me real information about the Chandrian. It's like I am a bastard when I need to be. Yeah. And in book two, uh, sorry if this is spoilers, but he has a reaction while he's being trained by the Adem, <clears throat> and uh, his teacher asks him like, "What are you? Why? Why am I teaching you? It's like, what is the purpose of all of this?" And he said, "It's to. It's to." Use it's to fight people, it's to kill people, and he said he says that in like a moment of tired, like he's really tired, and he's and he's actually honest about what he's doing. I'm here to learn how to kill people, and that nearly gets him. They nearly kill him for that. It was like, no, that's not what this is. And if that's what you think this is about, then you're so wrong. And this was a horrible, horrible mistake, even starting to train yeah. you. And, so yeah, there's a lot of those. And then think uh, even further on when the people like imitating the troop of Rue and what and mm-hmm. what he does to them. Holy I mean, cow. they 
in some cases, these people have it coming. These, like, these, not just the root troop, but, like, the horse seller, you know, quote, does that to him, and he right. still, like, fucking scams him a bit, right? Yep. So, in a lot of cases, these people aren't good, and they, they have, you know, this type of thing coming to them. But still, like, after quote saves those girls from the from the bad root troop and then like he just yeah. breaks that dude's arm just on a whim for like no reason oh yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> she straight like, up breaks his arm yeah she he like he calls one of them a whore or something but i mean if we're listing uh times where quote has overreacted that one is is on the lower end of the scale to me. It was definitely brutal. Yeah, it was uh, brutal. But, you know, calling somebody who just got raped for, like, four nights straight by four different men a whore, oh, I think you deserve so to wrong. get your arm broken. It's absolutely yeah, wrong. But at the shit. end of the day, that's, that's words, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're and right, it, you're right. Yeah, I mean, when I read that se- that, that section, I was... I was thinking good, but also holy fuck. <laughs> and it didn't. Nobody jumped to his. Def- oh, yeah, anyways, yeah. We're, we're, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're doing it again. We're way off it. But even after that, yeah, after that, skipped. Coast is like, yeah, I need to get the fuck out of here. I just broke. They're gonna bring me up on charges. I gotta <laughs> go. Like, I like how we skipped from the end of book one to the end of book two. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, so he gets an information. He successfully buys a horse. Actually, we're skipping a very important thing. One of the um thematically a really yeah. really cool point the name he gives so the he's, horse he finally gets shown a real horse like a horse that could actually get him there i think it's a kershayan yep. i don't know why Kers- that matters yeah, it's Kershain. a fantasy horse yeah. breed but i remembered they're it they're the uh they're like the the Ro- the Rochadiums of uh, of this world right <laughs> oh yes <laughs> there we we connect um, it we bring it all back so he finally gets shown this horse and he's doing some communication with the guy who's selling the horse but he's at the same time he's also trying to connect with the horse he's like this is the horse that's going to take me 70 miles today so i need to have at least a a decent relationship with the horse before we leave so he just starts talking to the horse trying to find its name he at one point he's trying to think of the name or the translation of the name first night into um, the other language. Do you remember what, it, what that other language was? The only other language he knows. Oh, uh, Aturin? Yeah. Oh, no, no Aturin is it's common, Siaru, I think. isn't it? Siaru, yeah. So he's, uh, he starts, he tests the horse. He speaks Siaru a tiny bit to see if the horse recognizes it. It reacts to Siaru, so whatever owner or whatever was speaking Siaru to him immediately or when he was being raised <clears throat> so quote starts speaking in Siaru <clears throat> but forgets the name or the words for the name that he was about to offer the horse he was thinking trying to find the translation for first night but he couldn't remember it so he just just like kept faking it he like he just was yeah throwing just stumbling yeah, just throwing through words that and similar yep. things just together. saying things yeah. essentially and he comes out and with what he thought was the right translation capsailing but the, the the guy selling the horse like 
goes like white when he says this and, and he all of a sudden he's super yes. pliable and he's giving him a great deal and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, Quoth says Cap Salen seems like an appropriate name for this horse. Is there anything else I need to know? Yeah. And turns out Cap Salen in the the translation of that is White Sock. Yeah. So the name that he thought was something completely different is actually a name that describes the the treachery that's going on at the moment. The the horse seller painted that horse's hoof like it's a sock. One of his legs was white instead of full black. Yeah. Because he was trying to overcharge both. Yeah. Look at look at to, his coloring. He kept saying his color is beautiful. I can't ignore the even though you don't care about his color, I can't ignore it because some prince princeling will pay uh, way too much for it just because it is fully black. Yeah. But white sock is sees right through that lie yeah another uh and so his price goes from 20 to 16 and both nearly shits his pants he's like only because i am a trooper that i hold my shit together right there and then it continues to to haggle him down even more like, Ugh, not 16 15 and that'll include the saddle and bit and oats and the guy's like all right so Kvoth actually leaves there without knowing why he got that discount. Like, Whoa, that was crazy. Yeah, and it, it that sort of touches on the whole uh, my whole thing about him being like prophetic with names, even when. Yep. Or like maybe it's the knack type of thing. Like even when he couldn't put the language together in the way he wanted. Yep. It still yeah, it's, came it's out. It's when he goes into the sleepless or the yeah, the sleeping it's like you mind said, he's part. Just, he was just sort of saying words, just spitballing, just just absentmindedly talking to the horse. And he does it a lot in book two with the Adem when yeah. they teach him, or uh, well, that's when he he's using spinning. He's using leaf, it right? spinning leaf. Yeah, he names it spinning leaf. Uh, and then um, he uses spinning leaf to get past the. The, the the tree what do they call this do they call it the sword tree uh um, i can't remember exactly what they call it the sword tree sounds right but yeah it was about the leaves yeah that was the i think it is the sword tree um he uses it there i think he i mean he says the name of, or he sees the name of the wind yes. and he anyways anyways but the the part that i was bringing up was the um the kind of go emptying your mind and just doing has led him in the correct direction every time. That's how he that's how he sees the name of the wind. That's how he answers all of the Adam's questions adequately. It's I think it's showing him um, the Lathani too. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, if you've only read book one, that all sounded like gibberish. Uh, but he successfully buys a badass horse, and he successfully rides seventy miles to this, to the place where the Chandrian, the next Chandrian attack happened, and uh, he meets a, a tinker right before he gets there. He sells the the horse in there in the travels. The they went through uh, a few streams or rivers, so the the black paint came off. So he doesn't get the full. Uh, amount, but I think he sells it for 
I don't know. I don't think it matters exactly how much money. But I remember he gets a magnet. A he gets a loading stone. stone yeah. That is apparently worth even more than the horses. Yeah. So he trades the horse for the loading stone and maybe a couple other things. Yeah, I don't he really gets remember. like some bits of food. Is that a dagger? Or... Is that when he gets a dagger? Or no, that's maybe. later. That's book two. But yes, the thing that comes into play the most is certainly the loading stone. I don't really remember how that comes he, into play, but he uses it to, with the binding to get to force the wheel to, to shoot oh, at to the Drakus. the Drakus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> I just didn't. I didn't remember if he gets it back. He doesn't. Does he sell it again or something? I, I don't remember that part. I think he that. I think what he ends up selling is Might have been like the one track is scale or something like the it's oh something yes like that okay that he sells where he ends up with a little bit of money at the end of book one not that it matters i just if he still had the loading stone i thought it would have come into into play a lot more i, but I it, feel it, it like didn't, i feel like so he because he it. was doing the binding and then the roof collapsed and then he woke up in wherever and they had to get out of there and it was gone like he couldn't find it right but so he rides all the way up here and I think it it bears a bit of discussion about his uh, relationship with Denna up until this point <clears throat> yeah so the gist of it is Denna always seems to find him whenever he goes looking for her which is all the time even when he has the place the name of the place she's staying and things like that. He can never find her when he is looking. But whenever he's, he's not, not looking, looking for he her. finds her. Hmm. I don't think I ever realized that. I mean, he says it <clears throat> in the, you know, in the thing like, "Oh, I could never seem to find her." But like, I mean, he says it more often. Yeah, it seemed just like an offhand comment. But yeah. it's, it is always that way. He only ever seems to come across her when either she's looking for him, or isn't actually uh, specifically looking for her. I feel like there are exceptions to that rule in book two when they're both like when she is actively being his muse. Yes, that is slightly different. They meet up a bunch. In this particular uh, in this particular book. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think you're exactly right. Which sort of I mean, there are plenty of there's plenty of speculation about, you know, Denna is because um, she disappears so often without warning for long periods of time with no explanation right um, <clears throat> actually the part that I wanted to bring up about Denna earlier and I think it was last episode where we were talking about the female Chandrian <clears throat> I wanted to see if we could rule out her being a, the Chandrian because yeah. when I listened back to the book when they meet on the the ride to Imre, she is described as young and beautiful and innocent. And when he sees her again six months older, he says she looks essentially the same, but she seems she feels different. Like it's it seems there's some there's more woman about her. And then when he when they finally talk about 
their first interaction on the on the trip. Denna brings up, I remember, uh, I remember Denna. What an innocent little girl! Like she was playing a character on the trip. Yeah, I mean, it even Diok is the you know the doorman, the doorman, the the half owner yeah. of the alien. He specifically says that he's known her for. Uh, some time that she doesn't at least seem to, two or three years I think it was so I, yeah I just I didn't want to spend too much time uh, having a conversation about her being a Chandrian because I don't think she is I think it's far more likely there I I personally believe oh. the speculation that she is uh, very much tied to the moon the moon is always uh mentioned during her appearances there's only one single time where there's no moon at all but it's explicitly mentioned in the Salisflower Garden in Alvaron's estate which is in book two uh-huh. and then uh, there's plenty of other little things like uh, the first time they met in the Aeolian when they trade names she calls herself Diane who's the Roman goddess of the moon which you know that's a connection in our world Ooh. less less of a, an in-world okay. connection also, I mean, that definitely means something. Diox says she is a traveler, that one. And Felurian calls the moon a traveler, not a wow. wanderer. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's all crazy. It also... Oh, man. So some people think that she's, like, a fey creature, but the beginning of the telling of Quo's story... Bast mentions that he met her, right? So mm. it works against the idea. Perfect ears. Yeah, it works against the idea that she's of the Fae because because he would have recognized exactly, her as Fae. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, I've never thought about that. The actually the <clears throat> I think it was the last episode where I brought up. I had a thought it, it, during the uh, the bone tar incident and the fire in the fishery when that happens. That's the day that Denna finds her patron at the Aeolian. And that is the the reason that he gets held up in the fishery is because uh, the bone t- the container that the bone, bone tar is in got compromised by something. Yes. Yeah. It, uh... We don't know how it got compromised, but it, to me it seems like there's some there could be the possibility of some fishy stuff going on there. Yeah. I don't mean to say that it definitely did by any means, but it is weird that he had a date with Denna and it didn't happen because of something. And then that is also the do- the time where she meets her patron, who some people think is... Uh, Cinder, yeah. Cinder, thank you. Which, um, one more thing about the her and the moon thing. Uh, she describes herself as a stone that is that was that is, was thrown once i believe yes uh she compares <clears throat> she, she compares herself she, yeah she compares herself to a stone that has been thrown once which the moon in Jax's story is is described that way too wow and quote is always looking to find her and wants her for his own just as Jax wanted the moon right so it's like it may not be that she is the moon, but it's definitely uh, a, a heavy parallel, at the very least. Yeah, if we were uh, George Lucas, this would be a rhyming part. This is it rhymes. <laughs> so yeah, it's speculated that like 
Master Ash has some form of control over her, perhaps, will reveal her secret if he's discovered, you know, that she's not, you know, a human, more or less. He'll reveal her secret if she doesn't cooperate or, you know, has information regarding her identity, something along those lines. Right. She has a tenuous relationship with her name because it, she doesn't have it. It's part of it is locked away from her. Very possible. Wow. Okay, snap back to <laughs> Moth and Farm. He arrives. He goes to, I don't know, some inn or tavern where uh, there is some commotion. They say there's a, there's a survivor upstairs. Yeah. What? A survivor? There's never been a survivor before. Uh, Quoth mentions that he's looking for his cousin and the, the innkeeper or tavern, the barkeep, says maybe your cousin is the one survivor upstairs and turns out that's Denna. He helps her leave. People oh. were really weird to her. Yeah. Does Quoth pay her tab? I don't remember. Not not super important. Yeah. But they, they leave and Quoth actually says at one point something along the lines you you left your stuff upstairs. She's and she's like, Whatever, I don't need it. It's nothing that can't be replaced. Yeah. More just telling of her nature of kind of cut your losses and run sort of mentality that is ever present in Denna's life. <clears throat> I can't remember if there's it, not a romantic moment, but how that first interaction was like, oh my god. I think Quoth plays it up like, I heard you were in trouble, so I came as fast as I could. But she knew it was a lie immediately. Yeah, I mean, she she does have uh, a bit of a sense uh, to when Quoth is trying to pull the wool over her eyes. She leads him back to the Mothin farm. They eventually connect on the idea that this was the Chandrian. Um, I imagine there's some stuff hidden in that conversation that I haven't parsed out yet. Like, who is the first person to actually say that they thought it was the Chandrian? First person to say they thought it was the Chandrian? Yeah, I know that Quoth asks her straight up, what do you think happened here? And she starts to say it could have been... No... I think it was the Chandrian. I know she says that, but was it Quoth that brought it up before? That might be a detail that is not very important, and thus doesn't. Yeah, bear I don't. I don't up, really but. recall that. It's pretty. It's pretty well. Seems to be the Chandrian, given the fact that the brand new pump flakes away in rust. And like the, right. the the brand new house is is rotted to as if it's been there for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. If those two yeah, things don't say parts, Chantrian. Yeah, there are certain parts of the house that are brand new, and then there are other parts that are feel like they've. It seems like they've been there for thousands of years, and there's nothing left to them. Yeah. Um, but are there any important parts to? this whole Mothin Farm visit that are important. I guess this is a lot of where we find out about Denna's patron. We find out that Denna has been getting beaten by him. Trick Foth gives him the name Master Ash. Okay, yeah. Another example of Quoth's naming abilities. Perhaps, given that the prevailing theory is that it's Cinder, 
Cinder and Ash. Cinder and Ash, all, both pieces of a fire. Eventually, later, she they uh, get chased into uh, a dinner resin. Yeah, um, dinner resin for refinery, refinery, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> and she she thinks it's honey for a second because you know they're taking sap out of a tree. In this world, there is also honey, so she thinks it might be honey. So she puts some of it in her mouth. Turns out it was enough to OD on Denerizen like 20 times over. Foth gets her to eat a bunch of ashes to like mitigate the effects of it. So she does survive, but she gets high as fuck. Yeah, and this is something that we didn't touch on, uh, but comes up again at this point is the is the idea of there are seven words you can say to someone to make them love you uh-huh. and apparently Kvothe always says seven word phrases to, to Denna I think the first one and she says it while she's under the effects of this is the, that he asked or he said to her I was just wondering why you are here which is seven uh, seven words and she remembers it after all this time because she repeats it back to him under the effects of these drugs and that's what she says is like that was when both had her right because she was also she was thinking the same thing yeah and I think there's another part I don't remember if it's a book two or, or book one where she go where she says something along with you there's seven words again like you you keep you always do yeah, that that's book two yeah I can't remember what he said that time but me either it's interesting I was just wondering why you're here yeah, somehow that was enough to to draw her in. Oh, yeah, those were her <clears throat> seven words. I think he says m- many different seven seven word phrases that I, yeah. win her over. I wonder if I wonder if you could go and like look at the other uh, like other points where he like talks to certain characters for the first time. If he, oh, seven, if he says seven, if he says seven word phrases, seven words, yeah, yeah. I wonder. That seems like a very uh, okay. specific task. <laughs> that would be. Here we go. Here we go. Bike both. I am at your service, my lady. I trusted someone would know the part. If you would ask it of me, so I am left in your debt. But that could lead to unfortunate confusion. But I will make you a bargain. I'll give you my name in exchange. My offer stands. My name for yours. That's like all in one conversation. Yeah, that was at the Aeolian. Yeah. When they meet up for the second time after the, yeah, after he wins his talents. Oh wow, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Do you think he that was a conscious thing? That was after Elodin said there is a seven-word uh, phrase that will get a woman to yeah, love you. Yeah, maybe, maybe he just just. Caught, like spoke in sevens from that point on because oh, it keeps do you going think like that gifts like these should not be squandered i come and go at odd hours i heard you were in some trouble so i thought i'd come and help how many people were at the wedding not to disparage your choice of instrument your patron's body might be up there i could really do with a drink Merciful Taylor, I feel <laughs> like an idiot. Patron's body might <laughs> yeah. be up there. Whoa, I, that's, that's I've never seen you wearing a knife how long has the dracus been gone 
We are going to have to kill it. I need to listen to your breathing. <laughs> Thank you to whoever made that list. Uh, for all that, she lacks your fire. I'm not that's a gentleman. The that's the one I remember. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm not a gentleman. I'm a thief. I need you to breathe for me. <laughs> I'll see you where the roads meet. I was wondering what you're doing here. There's that one. You know, I could have carried you. Looks like I'm destined to be loveless. I was hoping oh. to sing to you. You will be fine all is well. You need to look in my eyes. Would you like <laughs> would you like me to carry you? What is a careful man to do? Perhaps you think too little of yourself. You are my shiny penny on roadsides. I would have come if I'd known. <laughs> how does the how do you spell that word? <laughs> Hidden, valuable, much sought and seldom found. Ugh. I'm I'm out of sorts all the time. I would never dream of keeping you. You have the perfect mouth for smiling. And that's that's all by oh. Quoth. All Quoth to dinner. Yeah. Wow. That's oh, so much. Apparently, there's also... So, Denna, Denna says some, too. There's not nearly as many. There's only, like, a, a handful. Uh -huh. But this one is interesting. Ten words to break a strong man's will. Okay? I don't know how these were, but the Cathay says one of them. Otherwise, you just might have broken that poor girl's heart. That's ten words. My name is Quoth. You may have heard of me. Said by Coat. Uh-huh. Not sure. And then, Denna, is that what we've come to after all this time? Wow, that's a good one. As a bonus, here are here's an 11-word one. Someone's parents have been singing entirely the wrong sorts of songs. <laughs> Your face is like the perfect kitchen. That's one of Denna's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway very very long tangent and reading of, of seven wow. word phrases I, yeah, that, 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 oh my god that's so line. that so has to be a conscious choice by him like oh there's seven words I can say to make I'll just I'll just always say seven word sentences I mean if if that's what it is he's so fucking smart yeah he's so quick I think that is I think that's established conversation. I think that's holy established holy shit holy fuck that is crazy I've that's never a new one for me. Like that. That's a new one for me. Like, I I wow. knew about the, you know the seven worst thing and and the I was just wondering why you're hearing that and I know he said that's more. two in a row for me. I didn't. I've never thought about Denna being the moon or somehow extremely attached to the moon. Yeah. That, oh man, my mind's getting blown today. Yeah, I'm like All sitting right, here explicit. like speechless thinking about that. <laughs> Your mind will be the only thing getting blown. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, your mind won't be the only th Damn. <laughs> That's nine. That's ten words. That would be funny. Uh, I think it was way. nine, unfortunately. Oh, it, didn't hit, it didn't hit seven or ten. Rip. Damn it. Okay, so <laughs> let's get back on track. <laughs> so, I mean, we're right so, on track. <laughs> you know, you're right. You're right. I'm trying to think of the things that we learn there oh okay actually well, yeah we, we we basically learned that despite denna and Kvos seemingly platonish relationship where 
you know, they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like they were never going to take that next step into, into, you know, something more formal. I guess we'll say. Denna, under the effects of all these drugs, does uh, say that you know does explain her her feelings for Kavoth in a way like she has them, they are there. Right. She likes that he never pushes like pushes himself on her, for lack of better phrasing. But she does say that he could do it more. Yeah. So, she definitely yeah, seems he's, seems vulnerable, right? Like far more than any other time. To uh, a reasonable person, that would give you a lot of confidence. Uh, but unfortunately, Quoth is still a teenager, and uh, doesn't seem to. I mean, she is high, yeah. so that is affecting her at least a little bit. I probably might err on the side of caution, just like he did. Oh yeah, uh, I wasn't gonna not like, act. Yeah, not act in that moment, but also in the future. Like yeah, she yeah. might. This might be affecting how she actually she might, thinks. Yeah, she about might not me. ever. Might not yeah. even remember this, right? Like right. Which she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't realize well, that she told Quoth that her patron beats her. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're. They fail to find any information about the Chandrian or anything useful about the Chandrian while you, while they're there. And then they eventually they they just switch to trying to find her patron because her patron was also there at least at some point. So they're either trying to find his body if he had died or trying to meet up with him in the event that he lived. Yeah. Um, and that's when all this shenanigans happens with uh, the Dracus. Yeah. Uh, there's the, the the totally uh, less important part uh, at some point where the they're talking to that pig guy. That was the part I was going to bring up. So what purpose does that guy serve? What happened in that whole thing that made that Bar- useful? Barrel versus Barrow Hill. Is, oh, okay. I think okay. what so ultimately yeah. comes out of that. But I just like... It to, in my mind, that dude is just a straight-up pikey. <laughs> like, like dags? Yeah, you like dags? You like pegs? <laughs> like pegs? Air pegs, hair pegs, pegs, peg, pegs, peg, pegs. Peg, peg. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get to that part, and it, it's just the, it's just the fucking... No, I man. hate fucking pikeys. Off <laughs> <laughs> a, a pack of fucking pikeys. <laughs> this, will get, this will get messy. <laughs> okay no that's good I, I, so that was the last part that I was listening to today it introduced or it, it was the first I think his that guy's first line is low pigs low pigs yeah. I just I hit pause I was like I think I'm good for today oh man just how quickly Quoth just falls into that fucking hick ass dialect is really great. impressive yeah I when I fir- first was reading the book, is like, he, okay, he's gonna stumble here, okay, okay. He, they're gonna actually have a conversation, and he's going to be found out because that's an insane accent to have, and there's no way he can just pick it up immediately. Uh, but no, he does. Either he just he picked it up immediately, or he knew about it in the past, but he gets away with it scot free. They get uh, they get a nice meal, yeah, and we learn. 
I guess in the grand scheme, your throughout your first reading of the book, if you're not interested in theories or the, if you don't find the fact that Barrow Rill was its original name was Barrow Hill, if you don't realize that that is a very significant piece of information, then this doesn't seem to be useful. This is just a weird interaction with a crazy hick. Yeah, and it also, it does also serve to stop them from looking for Master Ash because the pigs will, according to both, will have uh, wiped out any, messed up any tracks. Yeah, any yeah. Trails, so. yeah, that's true. So it, it does serve in that uh, capacity as far as the story goes as well. Well, the the Dracus was like the the action climax of the book. Yeah. But I'm struggling to come up with any useful facts about like why would we talk about it? Well, I like the I guess it's a creature of legend. I like the connection that he read about he read the mating the mating habits of the common Dracus, who's which is by Devin Lockies. Who is the chronicler? Yeah, so I mean that's kind of cool. Uh, other than that, um, I think it's in in the stories. It's a Dracus that kills Lonre the first time, and no, is the, the reason the beast that, that Lonre slays at Drossentor is oh is a Dracus. I see. Okay, that's so it's it's a creature thing. of legend either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just like Lonre, both kills a Dracus, and it does. You know, he saves that town more or less. Mm -hmm. He creates the the biggest heat sink he can. Like that's like a cool little piece of sympathy, where he like links the fire to the to something and puts it in this in the big water. Anyway, yeah, I, I gotta explain it terribly, so I'm not going to. It's it's just cool. And then he links the loading stone to because the Dracus's scale he finds out is uh, is metallic in nature and, and magnetic so he gets the big iron wheel off the church to shoot at the Dracus and just fucking kill it yeah um, was it the scales or was it uh, did they did he mention that like lizards eat rocks to help them digest so he just anyways it doesn't matter yeah that was there's at least some metal going on at least a significant amount of metal going on with the well Dracus yeah so they eat, that... they eat the rocks and then over time that yes. that metal is like put into like their distilled scales. yeah yeah right so it does eventually get him contact with the person who had seen the vase that Mothin dug up when oh, he was building yes, the, the house girl. the girl and she describes the picture to him so it, he gets he does in fact get some information about the the Chandrian out of that. Yeah, not, I guess not information about the Chandrian other than their motivation for attacking the or killing everybody at the Mothin wedding. So he doesn't. Yeah. So the vase the, has it was pictures of the different Chandrian and their signs. So it, it's something that specifically shows which sign is linked to which Chandrian. Right. But I, I think, in general, that information 
at least the the pertinent ones I think were the same the the Haliax, uh, Ferul or um, Cinder, and uh, I don't think that the Amir made the shortlist in book one as far as what she remembers off of the the piece of pottery. Yeah, I don't think so. She shows up in book two again. Which she, yeah, she's drawn out and it's far more detailed. Yeah. Nina oh, we'll was her back. name, right, I believe? Either Mina or Nina. Yeah, I Nina, could, yeah, with an sure. N, I believe. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, he saves a town. Oh, yeah, The in book two, he that story... Uh, he wasn't spreading his name around for that one in book one, so he wasn't really expecting that story to, like, expand his reputation, which I don't think we've talked about it, but, yeah, we haven't addressed the fact that he's trying to build a reputation. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, trying to get, like, uh, as much rumor and lore started around him as possible. Yeah, I think at some point he makes the statement... Uh, if I'm gonna be an arcanist, I might as well be a famous arcanist. Yeah. Which seems like a nonchalant response. But to me, maybe that's just so opposite from the person that I am. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't I don't wanna be famous. Which yeah. a reasonable person would say, Why are you doing this podcast? Because I want to, okay? <laughs> I'm making a thing with my buddy. Leave me alone. You know that's how that's how regular people talk to their audience, right? Yeah, I mean you gotta gotta put them in their place, right? <laughs> okay, back, back to the story. What else is there so to cover, well? Okay, man? so uh, here's just because here's the here's what Nina or Verania, I guess that's her actual name, says. So there was a woman holding a broken sword and a man next to a dead tree another man with a dog biting his leg one with white hair and black eyes there was one with no face just a hood with nothing inside there was a mirror by his feet and there was a bunch of moons over him you know full moon half moon silver moon and there was a woman with some of her clothes off and then, very detailed yeah so we know exactly what's going on now later well later on she she <laughs> brings a drawing uh three of the eight figures present on the base Cinder, Haliax, and a member of the Siri Day. Yep. Which the Siri Day is uh, it's like, it's a human Amir, I believe? It's the highest order of the Amir. They were uh, unquestionable, essentially. They were so trusted that a Siri Day could murder a, a a child and they would not be questioned because they know it's for the greater good they're they're beyond reproach yeah they uh they, that they have that whole greater good thing uh unlock they will they will do anything to achieve it uh, even killing innocence if it means uh achieving the greater good uh how do Denna and Fof split after that I think there was I think they spent the night together, but then well, when they wake up, she's gone. So they were on top of the hill, like up on that waystone, 
getting the Dracus to eat the, the, the big lump of Ophalum. And Kvoth is asleep first, or they one of them, Denub like passes out because she had ingested the stuff, and then the Dracus comes and Kvoth has to follow it down to Trayvon because they are doing the the lighting ceremony, so he sees all these fires, and he, oh, so yes. he leaves her there and goes to defend the town. The roof collapses after, and he falls unconscious. He wakes up the next day in the inn. That's right. And she was, you know, he went back up to the to the hill. She was gone, and then he doesn't run into her again until later on, right? Yeah. Either that might have been it for book one, or I actually don't there's, remember. There's a little bit more university-wise, I think, but not much. It's basically... I think we could leave it there for the night, though, for, for this episode. Maybe the next one will be wrapping up book one. Yeah, and we can kind of just wrap up. Unless there's more that you want to talk about tonight, but I, I mean, uh, we would be open-ended for the next one. It's just we're at an hour and six minutes now, so yeah, I, think, I like uh, the idea of keeping them around an hour. Yeah, I think... Uh, I, I mean, there's nothing like clawing at my psyche wanting me to to delve deeper into something i think it's yeah it seems like most of most of book one and book two or at least big swaths of both books i have thought about like a great deal and kind of combed through and picked apart like the way things are phrased but i i haven't done that to the the moth and farm attack i don't know why because it's very uh, I think much I'm, straightforward just kind of, in a lot of places. Like, yeah, it's I, less I, lore the, and and less uh, lyrical and more. Yeah, just storytelling. The older novel. I get, the less I care about action. So, <laughs> I mean, it's thinking a cool about, scene, but yeah, but I it doesn't it doesn't advance the plot very much. It does a little bit, or <clears throat> at least. I have been telling myself that it, it's it's a cool action scene and that's that. And so I kind of, it, it evades my, uh, that fine tooth comb that I've been putting through these two books. Yeah, it's, you're not going to find any like deep connections that gives you new understanding of, of something, right? It, right. It is what it is and that's what it is. Still cool, but not, it's not like uh, whatever, like, all the the things we that blew our mind earlier, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can. It's it's hard to to compete with those moments. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I guess we'll right. leave it there. So we'll I guess see. yeah, like leave it there. This I think this is uh, a good place. We'll wrap up book one. You know, any many lingering plot elements and. I guess that we can really think about if there's any book one specific things that we oh, really want to episode yeah that we really want to touch on before we move on to book two right was well, this this is episode six so it seems like theoretic or th this is yeah this is episode six that we're recording now yes so it seems like we're gonna we're gonna uh, cover the entirety of book one in seven episodes which seems pretty. That seems pretty hilarious. That that's how that's how it's gonna end up. Yeah, given that it took us like a whole episode to do fifty pages, and that the Chandrian means the seven. Oh, 
and seven it words, seems... seven episodes, yeah, seven, seven episodes that make you fall in love with us, right? Right, everyone listening? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Although we did do a zero, listen. so that does make it eight. This is, I'm, I'm the idiot that's got my fingers up on seven <laughs> and I'm counting down. I hope you like our podcast. That's six. I, I hope you enjoyed our time together. That's good. That's a good one. Let, Please let join us on next time for more. My penis <sighs> is hard right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Explicit. Gotta we did it. Gotta stick one in there. Uh, <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bento Book Club. Bye.